This is Beat the Closing Line. Hey everyone, welcome back to Beat the Closing Line. I am your host, Nicole Russo, alongside analyst for thelines.com, Eli Hershkovich. As you know, on Thursdays, we interview a special guest from the sports betting industry to give us a fresh perspective on how this season is going. Today, we are talking once again with Jason Weingarten, Spreadopedia on Twitter, who is a pro better and VZIN contributor. Jason, welcome back. How have things been going since you were last on with us? Pretty good. It was a long baseball season. Just kind of seems like it went on forever and right into football season and college basketball. And, you know, never, never an off season really. And then sports betting. So uh, it's been busy and the world cup popped up. So, you know, another, another thing to keep an eye on, but you know, here we are (laughs) wrapping up football season already and about 70 days away from spring training. Yeah, Jason, last time you were on with us, you mentioned your Geno Smith MVP bet. And while people just want to typically in the sports betting space, take a look at results and not the process, the process behind it was fantastic considering where Seattle is at still in the playoff race. Any futures, though, that you're eyeing, whether it's a team futures bet, Super Bowl odds or any player awards markets that you still see value in? Yeah, you know, I think uh, there's a couple awards that are probably more or less settled, like the defensive rookie of the year. It's going to be Sauce Gardner. Um, comeback player of the year. The market does seem to think Geno Smith is is basically locked in. I've I've disagreed with that all season, but you know, there's only only so much I can argue there. Um, you know, the the MVP, the the offensive player of the year, I think those are both still up in the air, up for debate. I have some uh some thoughts on how the MVP and the offensive player of the year race could shake out. Um, a little unexpectedly, uh, I am I am probably going to make some more bets there this week. But I think the uh, the offensive rookie of the year has seemed to be the the most interesting and the most the most up in the air because you can make cases for four or five different guys, but they're 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 not you know they're not slam dunk cases. There's still a lot of you know holes to poke in any argument you're going to make about one of one of these players. So we're going to start off with some Thursday night football action. We have the 49ers who are opening up as three and a half point road favorites, but they're down to a juiced minus three at most sports books as of Thursday afternoon. Now the total has been bet down from 43 and a half to 43. Is there anything that stands out to you in this one, Jason? Yeah, I like the Seahawks here. Um, you know, getting three points at home. Seattle's pretty tough place to play. The, uh, the home field advantage there is pretty significant. It, it does get really loud. I always tell people, unless you've been to a game there, you don't actually understand the acoustics and how loud it actually gets in the stadium. Um, and Brock Purdy, I mean, he's he is the, the the guy right now. And I mentioned the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's he's down to like 20 to 1. I think he's 17 to 1 at Circa. Taking a lot of money, especially when you consider he was over 300 to 1 last week. And, you know, it would still be pretty unprecedented for, for Purdy to win the the rookie of the year here. Um, another win would get him seriously in the conversation after tonight. But I'm I'm on the Seahawks here. I think a rookie quarterback going into Seattle versus a good defense is not necessarily the, the best recipe for success. But, you know, Brock Purdy's got two wins already and he's been proving everybody wrong. So... You know, prove me wrong again here, but I'm going to take the three. <laughs> I get you there. And looking ahead to the three Saturday games, Jason, we have Vikings-Colts. Vikings currently a 
four, four and a half point home favorite in that one. Browns, Ravens, Ravens, a three point dog, despite being tied for first in the AFC North. Obviously, Lamar Jackson certainly plays a role into that. And then Bills, Dolphins, that total has seen a lot of interest in terms of the over with the snow over, with the expected amount of snow there on Saturday night in Buffalo. Have you bet anything in those three games or any particular market do you stand out? Yeah, I like uh, I like the Colts over 47. I think, uh, you know, the, the defensive coordinator for Minnesota, Ed Donatel, he was the Packers defensive coordinator in the early 2000s. I have a lot of experience watching his defenses and I was I was actually shocked that he got a defensive coordinator job um, in 2022. Um, he was a bad defensive coordinator almost 20 years ago, and and he's still coordinating bad defenses now. So uh, the over is definitely um, what I'm what I'm looking at here. I know everyone's seen the numbers about how bad Minnesota's defense is, giving up points and yards, worst in the league over the last month. Um, I don't think they're gonna get it fixed even though the Colts are are a bad team I I think they're going to score points I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game um and it's kind of kind of jumps into a little bit of of uh some of some of my uh, MVP and offensive player of the year thoughts I I think Justin Jefferson is a candidate not only for offensive player of the year I think he he deserves to be looked at as a legitimate MVP candidate and you know wide receivers rarely get consideration and Cooper Cup barely got any consideration last year as he got close to hitting 2000 yards. But I think uh, Justin Jefferson is going to break the 2000 yard mark this year. And if, if we're not going to reward success by any other position other than the, the quarterback, then the MVP should just be renamed the, the best quarterback in the NFL award. Cause <laughs> nothing anybody else can do can, can ever win it if, if you're not gonna give it to a guy who gets 2,000 receiving yards you're not gonna give it to anybody for anything other than a quarterback that's a fair point on to Sunday we've got the Lions and the Jets which is fascinating in terms of the betting standpoint because New York's quarterback situation is still up in the air we know that Mike White is dealing with a rib injury that he suffered against the Bills in week 14 now some books have the red hot lions favored while others are siding with the jets at minus one. So how are you gauging this game betting wise? I like the lions. Um, I, I bet the jets every now and then, and they're, they're just not fun. Like it's not fun ever to have money on the jets. <laughs> it, it's never been fun. It'll never will be fun. Um, it's not much more fun to have money on the lions for that matter. Uh, but, but what they have going for them is, is that they're not the jets and, (laughs) you know, I, I'm, I'm going to side with the lions here, even though, uh, I think the Packers only path to the playoffs is the lions imploding down the stretch. Um, don't see it happening. I, I think, uh, I think they're playing pretty well and Dan Campbell's, uh, done a pretty good job this year. This, you know, he's, he's really turned this franchise around with Jared Goff and, you know, that's, that's a lot to ask for. And you look at the playoff market in terms of yes, no to to make the playoffs. Both of those teams are plus money. Lions around plus two eighty, plus three hundred to make the postseason. Is there any team that you're looking at in terms of the yes, no odds to make the playoffs that stand out? Well, I'm still I'm still interested in the plus money price on uh, the Bucks to miss the playoffs. I bet that at a much higher price preseason, but you're getting like 2.4 to one. I think, yeah, plus 240 at Circa right now. 
Um, you know, I'm I'm interested in that. I, I don't think they're locked to win the division just because, you know, they got Tom Brady and, you know, he had to pull a rabbit out of his hat at the end of that New Orleans game. And then you saw what happened in the 49ers. Like, how many more times you you going to you know, rely on him to 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 have comebacks like that until you just recognize they're not a good team? Like, this isn't a good team. This isn't a playoff caliber team. They're just lucky that nobody else in their division has has remotely you know, come close to seizing the opportunity. Um, so that's my favorite is, is betting the no there. Um, other prices you mentioned the, the lions. I'm, I'm interested in the lions. Um, probably about it. I would probably take uh, Patriots. No. Um, if, if you wanted to lay a little bit there, I see it's 170 at circa. I, I, same thing. I don't think, I don't think this is a very good Patriots team. I just think, you know, they've they've gotten lucky. And if, if you look at the Patriots, the teams they've they've uh, beaten the quarterbacks, it's it's pretty um I have to actually look it up, but but they don't have a, a win this year over an actual good quarterback. It's all, you know, Zach Wilson's and the likes. This one's a little off script and a little fun, but I have to tie it back into our Tuesday conversation really quick before we head over to the MLB. We were talking about Tom Brady and the fact that he has said <laughs> that he does not know what team he will be playing for next year. So maybe a yes, no market is Tom Brady, seriously a contender to play for another team in the NFL at this age, because I say (laughs) absolutely not. It's bucks or bust at this point. No, I think, I think he's going to go somewhere else. I think it was a bad situation (laughs) this year um, with Todd Bowles and he, he wants to, to, you know, get another team around him like he had when when they won the Super Bowl in Tampa and I think I think he thinks they could still do that. I don't know if it's it's really realistic, but um you know, I think he's going to try to link up with with the Sean Payton or somebody else. I don't know where. But the thing I was saying about the Patriots, the 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 quarterbacks they've won over this season, Mitch Trubisky, Jared Goff, uh Brissett, Zach Wilson, Erlinger, uh, Zach Wilson again, Colt McCoy. They've lost to Tua, Lamar Jackson, Rodgers, Justin Fields, uh, Cousins, and Josh Allen. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty big split over the types of teams the Patriots have beaten. Um, they got games against Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Tua, Tua and uh, Josh Allen again. So, uh, I, I would expect the Patriots probably miss the playoffs. They're, they're not as good as they've looked when they're beating up on bad teams. <laughs> And tying this back to what you mentioned at the beginning with how much baseball betting you do, looking at the free agency market starting to heat up, latest one being Carlos Correa getting, what, $350 million. No idea how that happened, 10-plus <laughs> years on that contract. Anything, though, in the World Series futures market, considering all the players on the move in the last week or so, that, that sticks out? Typically, this time of the year, I don't bet very much you know world series or pennant futures and very rarely am i gonna make a pennant future uh or you know uh, world series future just because a single player signed with a team like jacob Degrom didn't really move the needle for me for the rangers uh carlos crea moved the needle a little bit like i see circa drop the giants from like to i think they're like 35 to 1 down to 30 um it does make them a bit more of a contender, but there's not very many numbers on the board that I'm like dying to lock money up on this late. The only thing, truthfully, um, 
I think the Astros showed that they were just heads and shoulders better than the rest of the American League last year. And they, they lost uh, Justin Verlander, which doesn't really affect their rotation that much, you know, regardless of how good he was, like it's, those innings are going to be replaceable with the depth they have. Um, the team, it's hard to say the Astros got any worse. They probably even slightly get better. They're, they're always, they, they have very, very deep farm system. So um, my money would be up on the top at the Astros to repeat and uh, win, win another World Series if, if I had to bet right now, but not not excited about the the state of the futures market in baseball in December. Yeah, I mean, you had Abreu to replace Gurriel. That's talk about replaceable innings with Berlander. That's probably a net positive at first base or DH. Yeah, and they got Hunter Brown and a couple other pitchers to uh, eat those innings. They're, they're going to be fine. It's, uh, it's a very good team, regardless of how much I hate them. They're, they're a very good team. <laughs> Jason, thanks so much for taking your time to chat with us once again. We love having you on the show. And if you guys are betting this weekend, good luck with all of your bets. Eli, Mo, and myself will be back on Tuesday to talk more opening lines. We will see you then.